0: Motown Rundown, your home for all things Detroit sports. If it's your first time listening, welcome, glad to have you. If you're back, welcome back. Thanks for joining us yet again. The date is November thirtieth. It is a Monday, guys. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: It's a victory Monday, actually. I, I'm sure we're going to get into all that later, <laughs> but, um, of course we will. We got a lot. Trent, Trent,
0: we got a lot. We have a lot to talk about today we do. We do. We for do. We several do. reasons, but sorry to cut you off. How was your
1: Thanksgiving? That's okay. Thanksgiving was fantastic. I, I talked to Collins about this on Green and White. It was very, not refreshing is not the word, like I love my family, obviously. I love it. And I have big sides oh. on both sides, you know, so I love going to the big get-togethers for Thanksgiving, but it was such a weird change of pace just watching the Lions with my family of five, like that was it, you know? So that was, it was really fun. The food was great. Uh, it was probably the best food I've had on Thanksgiving ever because we just all nice. out because it was just us five, right? So we can basically hand pick whatever we have. It was great. I am very thankful for my family. How's that? It was a good Thanksgiving. Terrific. You had to make up
2: um, for last episode, Trent.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. By, by saying that first, I was thankful for – what did I say first, like music or some shit?
2: Yeah, you're like, I'm thankful for music. It just doesn't go <laughs> <And> So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I do not want to have the, same
2: the You know what? I mean, like, ha- have, ha- maybe next year she makes the list, but – a great Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not to be like the big old family, like, get-togethers, but it was nice to see, like, my family. But, yeah, great, fa- great Thanksgiving. Great sports-wise this weekend. So, yeah.
1: Hey, I I'm, was I'm how's Kyle Collins? Me. We haven't shouted out Kyle Collins in a while. See yeah, you. that's right. Kyle Collins. Yeah, Friend
2: Kyle of the Collins. Collins. I don't know. He's probably, I don't know. He was probably fired up. I, I wasn't with him on Saturday for the Patricia, Quintricia, whatever then. But yeah, I mean, I'm fired up. I'm locked in. And listen to this, play ping pong for the first time in like five years. Just, just a great game. Great game.
1: No, ping, ping pong's unbelievable, dude. If you get a couple people who actually enjoy it, you can play ping pong for hours.
2: I could play literally, like, all day. All day.
1: Very fun.
0: Well, that's good. Collins, I want to, before we move into our uh, our show, our, our today's usual programming, per usual, I need my Ryan Collins Michigan State football corner. What do you got for me? What a win. What happened?
2: Um,
0: I don't get this I, team. It's I don't get this
2: team. Uh, I mean, still not happy they started Rocky. I mean, he played pretty well. They actually used him in the run game, which is like the only formula I think you can have for him to be successful at Michigan State. But hey, they won. I mean, Mel Tucker seems like a guy who gets up for big games. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what this season means, really. I, I, I think the beating Michigan and beating a top 10 team will help you in recruiting. But other than that, I mean, it's, I honestly, if like, for a lot of teams, were really good like this COVID year as like it stinks. because you have like an all time team, like you've been locked like a team like Ohio State where you've been locked in for the last like two years. You're like, here's the crescendo. It would be like a Michigan State's 2015 like college football playoff team like that. That there was so much build up to that like team and that senior class. You're like, oh, this is going to be the best team Michigan State has ever had, and they're going to be able to cont- contend for a national title. And then to have that like cut short with COVID and everything going on for Michigan State, just because they're in like a rebuilding year, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Because these games, they, they matter, but they do they really? Like so, like yeah, I don't know. I'll talk some of your job. Michigan State basketball was a lot better. So they
0: hit the uh, state hit the trifecta. On, what was it? Saturday football yeah. win basketball. What's you happy?
2: Not bad. Are you still on the beat? Uh not really. Uh, I, oh. I still watch all the games though. It got squeezed out. Not really. I just didn't have time. Walk away. Yeah, I love. Enjoyable to watch. A lot of they're new players. The team.
0: they're great. Um, well, boys, I would love to get into the sports, but oh wait, wait, how was, was your asked,
1: Thanksgiving? How was your Thanksgiving?
0: Oh, it was good. Thanks for asking. No one ever asked. It was good. It was the. Uh, see, here's the problem, though. Is every year, like I tell myself you need to take it easy on the appetizers because if you sprint on the appetizers, then you're just, you're breathing heavy through dinner. and That's a mess. But my mom had this like Buffalo chicken dip and we had meatballs and I'm like stress eating, watching the lions. No one in my family really drinks either. I had to get up and go grab a high noon, no free ads, but I grabbed a high noon. Um, so it was, it was good. But I'm just not, I told you guys, I'm not a Thanksgiving dinner guy. The turkey with the turkey's better day after cold on the sandwich, by the way. So that was nice to have one of those. Um, but, yeah, it was fine. It was great. See the family. I had the Joey Harrington jersey was on. Didn't work. Usually doesn't work. Um, but whatever. That's That was my Thanksgiving. Now I'm all into Christmas stuff. Like, the tree's up. The the lights are out. It's beautiful. It's a great Good. time to be alive here.
1: Yes, it is. It's the most wonderful time of the year, to coin the phrase. I am so I, right.
2: I disagree with that. Like, the things – no, I love Christmas time more than anyone, and like, I it, it's like, it you know, sound like it
1: because you just said no.
2: Listen ridiculous. to my explanation here. Okay, okay go. For at it. least if at least when you're in school, I and, and none of us really jumped into the real world except Rabs. But the the little hey. gap, the gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas is usually like your most stressful time in school for the first semester. So I like this like one to two week gap. Not a fan of. But, like, that last day you're done with finals, you're like, okay, lock in Christmas time. It's fantastic. So, I, I'm just saying, I, I think people overlook how brutal the, like, little gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas is sometimes if you're in school. that's that very, fair?
1: That's very fair. I think for me hard. it's kind of just, like, the, the, the mood. I just – there's always – there's a constant ambiance in my heart that I am just so excited that it is Christmas time. And I, I just, I just feel warm all the time and I do good deeds and I wave to people and I just have fun. Nice, dude. You but, but at the same time, yes, I'm slammed with school shit and I'm like really stressed out about all that, but it's all good. So I, I, I guess, I, I guess I actually do agree with Ryan Collins, 100%, but whatever. Anyways, you were going to say something, Ravs, before we completely backpedal.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, for the first time ever, in the Motown Rundown podcast history, we have some drama to discuss. And as, as the saying goes, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So not that I don't want to overblow this of being some outrageous ordeal, but yeah, something like we're, happened we're this are
1: like ESPN Magazine and we're going Right, get-
0: right, right. But something, something was brought to my attention this weekend that I think is worth discussing. Because believe it or not, whoever listens, believe it or not, we do have a fan base. The analytics show that people do, in fact, listen to the show. So I want to be transparent with the Motown Rundown family and explain kind of where we're at here as a show. So I'm going to try to break this down to you as best I can and walk you through the events that transpired this weekend. So a good, good friend of mine who is a longtime listener of the show, he knows who he is, brought to my attention this weekend that there is, in fact, somewhere out there in the ether in the interwebs there is another detroit sports podcast calling themselves you guessed it the motown rundown so i see this and immediately you guys know me i'm kind of quick to you know the, the the temper can rise if i if i get agitated my my heart rate started going when i see the screenshot that there is in fact another podcast out there called the motown rundown and i just got to thinking all things considered this year it's been a stressful year for everyone of all the things that can happen in the world, just, just to kick me in the nuts one more time and add to my anxiety, now i got to deal with the fact that our identity is being stolen. So I, I, I took a breath, and I tried to – credit to me for being a grown, mature adult as I've gotten credit older. I, I've realized to take a step back and, and let's, let's breathe. So here's the bottom line. Um, this other Motown Rundown podcast is run by two brothers, I believe. And one of them has like a really nice Twitter following. He's he's a writer for, it's like some Pistons fan site. Is, is Pistons Power? Does that ring a bell? I'm not a yeah. big
2: or Palace Pistons. There's a couple.
0: Yeah, he's so he's he's a writer for a Pistons fan site. Which like credit to him, he's got a nice Twitter following. And I think in the in the realm of like Detroit fan talking heads that are kind of in this circle of. Of Twitter, he's like one of the guys. I always see his name pop up. I like he's like like the Tony Dombrowskis of the world. My arch nemesis, who Tony I don't D. actually hate. Shout out Tony D.
2: Don't sure Tony D. I love Tony. D. am not. I'm not. He's just you my. Get it on the show.
0: We should. We, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If it's we a
2: add, no, we should actually get Casalani on the show. We talked about it. But we should.
0: Yeah, here's a beauty. He's, he makes me laugh. But anyway, I digress. So um, th- these guys. Let me preface this by saying. These guys seem like very, very nice guys and they do good work. like they, they do good work. I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw shots here. I'm just trying to tell you how tell it, tell it how it is. So for new listeners or those that are not familiar with our show, let me give you a little bit of history. So I started this podcast in 2018. I was a student at Michigan State. I believe it was my junior year. Um, I joined Impact Sports as part of Impact 89FM, which is the student radio station at Michigan State University, joined the sports team. I took this idea that I wanted to start my own Detroit sports podcast to our sports director, Ryan Cole. They approved it. So for the first like eight episodes, I did this show by myself. Again, 2018. Trent and Collins come on for one show just to see how it is, mix it up, get some new voices in, and the rest is history. We've been doing the podcast since 2018. Um, ever since then, I mean, very shortly after Trent and Collins joined, we were on Facebook, which you can find us. Just search the Motown Rundown. We're on Facebook. You can like our page. All our episodes go there. We're obviously on the Impact WDBM website where all of our episodes get posted. We're on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown, which I have to come back to don't forget that little tidbit. We are on Twitter at Motown underscore rundown. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts. So we are a legitimate podcast. Obviously we've been doing this since 2018. Come to find out, checking these guys out, the other Motown rundown, they have started their podcast at like the end of August in 2020. So they are a brand spanking new podcast that has developed. Now, I tried to give these guys the benefit of the doubt, right? I was like, maybe they've never heard of us. Like they, maybe they just, they just came up with the idea like, Oh, Motown rundown. That sounds good. Let's just run with it. Like that's, it's a possibility. I'm not going to drag these guys. I, I have no idea what's going on in, in their, in their brain. So I listened to their pilot episode. I, there you go, guys. I gave you a listen, other Motown rundown, listen to their pilot episode. And there was a mention in the pilot that they were like giving out their Twitter handle and they said that it's like a funky spelling of Motown Rundown because Motown Rundown was taken, which the (laughs) one guy I believe said was infuriating, quote, infuriating. So now I get to thinking, when I started this podcast in 2018 as a 19, 20-year-old kid, I did my due diligence to check Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I Googled it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, making sure that nowhere in the world was there another podcast named the Motown Rundown. And I'll say, trying to come up with a name that was creative for the podcast was not easy to incorporate Detroit, Motor City, Motown, and and make it unique and be a fresh uh, name that bridges the gap between Detroit and sports. Detroit sports is what we do here on the show, same as the other Motown Rundown. So, my question is like, I got to thinking, this is where my cynicism kicked in. I'm thinking, I mean, I checked in 2018. Did these guys bother to check before they made their podcast? And again, I, I don't want to start a conflict. I'd like to give these guys the benefit of the no. doubt. I don't hate well, it. No, no, no. Hang on. They, they, I don't they, hate they it either.
2: Uh, saying, guys, like I said, the gloves are
0: off for me the gloves are no, off. no 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 i'm not gonna let you guys go there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let you guys go there i think they do good work i'm and i'm a fan
2: look more the merrier when it huh Should we should we like have a duel like motown rundown versus no, motown I rundown? Just, no well I, i'm gonna break
0: down to you what happened in our next steps i have a plan of action but I'm a fan. Look, the more the merrier when it comes to Detroit fan voice voices out there. So in no way am I trying to come after these guys and ruin their podcast. It's just a shame that they happen to pick literally the exact same name that we use for our podcast. So what I did was, again, take a step back. I on my personal Twitter account. I sent them a DM to their Motown rundown account. And I just said, hey, guys, look, like, You know, I think you guys do good work. I'm not here to start any trouble. It's kind of a funny, like, awkward thing to bring up. But just so you know, like, we've been doing our Motown Rundown podcast. since 2018. You know, we got, I mean, like, we got, we have logos. We have branding. We got the title. We got our little, your home for Detroit sports. We're on Apple. we're, We're everywhere. Like, we're a legitimate podcast that's been established for the last two to three years. I just wanted to bring it to your guys' attention, hoping we can find some kind of solution. To work from here and i said to them too it would be mutually beneficial to get this figured out because the last thing these guys want i'm sure is is having people look for their podcast and they land on us and we take that away from them just like all the work that we've built for the last two three years i don't need people looking for us and then saying like oh there's these other guys over here so it just it's mutually beneficial to figure it out so send them a dm no response I, I sent them a DM on Saturday, I believe, or Friday or Saturday. Then I DM them again today. Just said, hey, guys, just want to touch base. Just, I don't know if you guys saw it, whatever. Again, here's me glass half full, benefit of the doubt. Maybe I don't follow them. They don't follow me. They didn't see the DM. Whatever. It is what it is. So I had to come on here and talk about it today. But there's, there's two possibilities of what could have happened here. Number one is they intentionally took our name knowing we exist. Happens which again, we have our own logos, title, branding, intro, outro since 2018. Well, now we don't anymore, but we did. We post every week. So it's not like it's like some dead account that was sitting there and they look and like, oh, these guys haven't done anything since 2019. It's probably a go. And if that's the case, which I don't think it is, I told them in my DM, I don't think there was any ill intent behind you guys taking the name. But if that's the case, then that's, that's disheartening because that's just a scummy thing to do. If these guys looked me in my face and laughed and go, we're going to make the same exact podcast because these are just three college guys that are younger than us and they don't know what they're doing, so screw these you guys. If that's them. the case, what? Fight?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah Rabs versus the main guy for them.
0: Well, if that's – I'm not, I'm not here to fight. I'm not here to fight. If, if that's the case, then that's a scumbag move. And they should be ashamed, but I don't think it is. And if that's the case, I'll go scorched earth. If I find oh, out oh, that sure. that's what they did, <laughs> I will go scorched earth. But I'm not going scorched earth right now. So the second option is, or the, the, the other way I look at it is they had no idea. I, look, I'm not going to pretend like our show, like we're a top 10 national sports podcast. And we have 100,000 Twitter followers. That's not the ordeal. We're a very modest podcast. We have our following, but I'm not going to minimize the success that we've had. And I'm not going to minimize the fact that we are a legitimate podcast that's been running for two to three years. We work hard and we've earned the right to run our show under the name we've created. So all I want is to communicate. Ideally, ideally they say, Hey, look, our bad, like we'll change the name. They can be called the Motown showdown for all I care. That's that's all I care. So hopefully." They're good humans about it. And we can just discuss, like I said, I think it's mutually beneficial if, because they do some cool stuff. Like they do video stuff because the one guy, like I said, the one guy writes for a living. He knows how to work the system. So I would like them to go off and change the name and have their own success. I'll give them a nice five-star rating on pod, whatever they want. Five-star rating. Just change the name. I, I, so this is a te- The ball's in their court. Let's see what kind of people these guys are. Because if no, they're good-hearted people, you know we had a podcast. <laughs> I'm tagging them. I'm tagging them when I post the episode. So we'll see if they listen. Oh and all I want is that we can be friends, friends of the pod. Let's start. Let's start a community of Detroit sports talk podcast. You guys just can't be the Motown Rundown. I'm sorry, because we ain't changing the name. We ain't changing the well, name.
2: We, well, hey, mate you can look at it this way. We got to be the better Motown Rundown. Just motivates us a little bit more.
1: Right, fire. Fire sharpens the a fire.
2: Yeah, I kind—I like the higher. idea that there's two. We get kind of got to battle out for the better one. But you know I mean? I'm
0: just, but I'm just saying, I think that these guys, I would have to imagine, if the roles were reversed and we found out that long ago there was a Motown Rundown podcast created that is still going, and those guys were like, hey, just so you know, we've been doing this podcast since 2018, I would be like, hey, no problem, sorry about it, we'll change the name, we're gonna do our own thing. We'll brand ourselves to something different so you guys can run and be free and we'll run and be free and iron sharpens up. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we have these guys in the pot. Who knows? The possibilities are endless, but I need cooperation and I need communication. So I'm not going scorched earth yet. I would just like to get in touch with these guys. I don't want the. I'm sure there's some Motown rundown dogs that are out there that are willing to go out there and, and I don't know, just ruin the podcast. I don't want that. I don't want any slander. I don't want any slander. So all of our little gremlins hiding underneath Motown Rundown, guys, are Motown Rundown, stay put. Stay put. We'll let you know. That's all I have to say. I, there's no beef. I don't want to start beef. Well, well said. No beef.
1: In all seriousness, well said, but my gloves are still off. I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say that right now. I don't really I, – I am not on the front line here. It's you. I am behind you in your corner. I'm that hothead that just Thank needs you. to shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm basically calling no, you from straight. Rocky. And, and then
2: I'm, I'm Rabs Cut Man. I'm his Cut Man. At, at, <laughs> listen, it, listen. It, Rabs is Rocky Balboa. Well, look, I'm Paulie. I mean, Collins is. What, picky. Time was better. what? Like every I know. I just me and Trent just literally talked over each other there. That was <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna. Stop. I Trent. What did you say? I go first, sorry.
1: No, all I was saying, I just made a really dumb analogy that I always do. I just said Rabs is Rocky Balboa. And I'm Paulie and you're Mickey slash Apollo, whoever you want to be. I, well, I'm, if you
2: an- Apollo, yeah, I'm Apollo. <laughs> Apollo's a person. Ever. But I'm just saying, what's it called? Uh, I Like every week we do a ranking. Say so what Motown Rundown showed up this <laughs> <laughs> Well, not- look, I, I, I might just – there's no way – I'll say this. There's no way they knew. Because what's it called? A lot of our branding is DBMs, so it could be behind that because like if you sometimes when you search our apple stuff it's not the easiest stuff to find so i'm trying
0: i want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt like i said they, they seem like they're nice guys and i have to imagine they're good enough people to at least communicate and go like hey we're sorry we didn't know we'll change it or they'll explain their side of the story and we might just have to coexist but it would just i would have to assume for them because again they, the guy has a following as it is, one of the guys. Like, he does good enough work. So, obviously, you know, they have they have a decent following on their Twitter. Like I said, I'm not sitting be here pretending you. like we are – Huh? we going to be better? Well, yeah, well, be better. I, I don't – It's, it's going to be better. I don't want – it's not a competition. It's a friendly environment. But I could go scorched earth. If I found out – If it's I found out that they went they, – If they went low blow on me, then I'll, I'll go scorched earth. I'll blow it up. I will. So, I'm going to give them a week. We'll post the podcast tomorrow. I'm gonna to tag them in it as it like a joke and like, hey, they stole our identity, ha ha ha? And I just want to get in touch. We'll figure it out. But you can't. If I just can't believe that at no point they were like, they just searched Motown or what, just to make sure, just to make. That's like if we named the podcast Part of My Take. Like, really? Like you didn't? You got to do well, some due diligence. They have a
2: little bit bigger of a following than us. It's big. <laughs>
0: Which is fine, but we were here first, and we're, we exist. No, it's I not like we're something Part of my back.
1: take is a bigger following than us, which is debatable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: debatable. Very debatable. <laughs> Very debatable. But Anywho. I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, so we are both. It's, we are both. It's, it's it's definitely, like, an illogical move to just, like, name something the same thing because it's just stupid. Right. right. And Motown Showdown. There
0: you go, guys. I rebranded it. So let's Motown talk. Pro-down. All I want to do is talk. And yes, we'll keep we'll keep our fans posted on the progress. Hopefully it doesn't escalate. If I gotta go down the line and find an attorney, I'll do what I have to do. I would die for this what? podcast in this name. Got a little C there's no threat. It's not a threat. I'm just if I have to, I'll do what I have to do. You what said I will go down
1: the line and find an attorney. How is that not a threat? It's
0: not a threat. I'm just saying just in the case. Definition of a threat. It's not a threat. There's no threats here. I'm a man right, of the problem. Right, okay. There's no threats. Okay.
1: They're on the clock. That's the bottom line, right? Okay. Everybody love everybody.
0: Just yeah. let us use the name. That's all we have. We're three college well,
2: guys. You have the name. It's not like what, what's a, whatever. Everybody love everybody. You said it right, Max. But yeah, it, it, everybody love back, everybody. We're the better Motown rundown. Okay, go ahead.
0: Well, now that's a, that's a shot. They could now come at it's our – It's not flight. a shot.
2: It's just, I'm just saying. Hey, I, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah,
0: you're it's right. Like world,
2: I mean, you've got to have some self-esteem. I've never listened to their podcast. It could be for the podcast game but I I'm not I gotta believe in yourself come on what do they
0: say uh imitations the sincerest form of flattery is that a thing yes that is
2: a thing I don't the word flattery right is that the right word did I say that right
0: yeah Yeah, flattery yeah 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 pipe down over there uh Merriam-Webster I got it thank you (laughs) all right now to continue the the heat, the fire that has been the Motown rundown on November 30th. Boy, do we have some news to talk about. So obviously we go back to Thanksgiving Day. Lions move to four and seven. They lose to the Texans 41 to 25. And subsequently, it's like Christmas came early almost. And I hate to say that because these are two human beings who have families and jobs. But on Friday, head coach Matt Patricia. General manager, Bob Quinn, relieved of their duties. So they were fired. Gone. See you. Yes, Trent.
1: Can I elaborate on what you just said for a quick second? The part about sure. them having families and being human beings. Oh, God. Absolutely. No, no, no. It's, oh, my God. Trent. You, you are both. That, that is a correct statement. And we should That's be- never
2: the right start to
1: like. <laughs> I'm already behind the eight ball. That's the start of a sentence.
2: And I was like, oh, my God, what did Trent just say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, listen, let me go. Let me go. I, I am already behind the eight ball. I understand. But while that is true and we are being sensitive to that, obviously, if I saw them today, I wouldn't say anything about their family or anything like that. I want to say this if you apply the same principle to any other job, like if you got a surgeon here who keeps messing up and, and people are dying on his watch, he should be fired. If you have a doctor who keeps falsely um, you know, what's the word, diagnosing people with COVID-19 and they don't have it, he should be fired. This guy, and, and, and I want to say something about Bob Quinn later, but Matt Patricia put us through football hell. I mean, if you guys or anyone our age talks to anyone from the age, you know, 16 to 25, right in that sweet spot, if you talk to your dad or anyone from your dad's generation or the generations before us, whatever, they would tell you there's been worse guys. I understand. But for me, in my intellectual, objective fan mind, which has probably been going on since I was about 11 or 12, when you can really get a better understanding on the sport of football, this is the worst guy that has coached in this city, let alone for this team. I'd rather have Brad Ausmus coaching my football team than Matt Patricia oh, coaching. Enough,
2: enough. I can't.
1: I just want to bring that up. I, yes, Rabs, you are exactly right. We need to be sensitive to the fact that they got fired and lost their jobs and their people. But they stunk at their jobs, okay. and they deserve to get fired. Yeah. That's all I have to say.
2: No, I get what you're saying. I, like, I love when people are like, uh, they have families. I'm like, they're also making like three to $4 million. Right, they're and they're, they stunk like, at
1: their job. This, this is yeah. just, you signed up to be a football coach, bro. You came from New England to Detroit and said there was a lot of work that had to be done. Whatever. I don't I,
2: I don't want to like just completely rip it open, but you guys No, I, no I get what you're saying. Because I, I completely agree with you, Trent. Sometimes people are just like it's their job. This is part of literally part of their job. Like you are in major sports, like the, like say one absolutely one and he sucked. And everyone hates like Ravs doesn't go out and complain because he gets pulled off the air, because he sucks, even though Rabs doesn't suck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just like every job. And and, and like it, it, it like comes with the like price of territory. You're getting paid three million or whatever. What was Patricia getting paid anyway? He's gonna get paid no out idea. the. Re- He's gonna get paid out the rest of his contract anyway. Like whatever. Sold Twin. Like hey, cool. I'm gonna make a bunch of money just like. And, oh my god. Trent, Trent has a Patricia shirt. The stupid beard and microphone and the pencil thing.
1: I bought this prior to year two. I actually gave him a oh? chance. I- I, I gave him a chance after year one. None of us were calling for his job. We were all like, I you was. know, well, I was no not. Thing. I wasn't. Um, I, I said he had to give him two years. But whatever. That was actually year one was his best season, by the way. So, uh, shout out yeah, to right. year one, Matt Patricia, probably because they didn't completely go scorched earth to um, continue to use that phrase and trade yeah. away Slay and digs and uh, all those guys and Golden tape. But whatever, whatever. It's neither here nor there.
0: Um So yeah, going, going back to obviously we can we can dissect it. I know the news happened on Friday, and we just we're, we're now recording on Monday. Um, but Daryl Bevel will take over as the interim head coach. I believe he was told by the Lions that he does have a shot to take the full-time head coaching position. Lord, I hope they don't give it you know to him, he but said,
1: I'm
0: what do you say? I have
1: a quote here from Daryl No Bevel. interest He, goes, he says – thank you no I get a five-game audition. End quote. It's
0: <laughs> adorable, Daryl. Adorable. Give the ball, to, give the ball to De- uh, DeAndre Swift more than six times a game. Um, but he'll take over as the interim head coach. Obviously, Patricia's been here since 2018. 13, 29, and one record as he departs from Detroit. Uh, Bob Quinn was the GM since 2016. So I guess, I guess, just to to break it down for me. Um, it, w- it was no surprise that you now hear guys like Darius Slay and Sean Robinson come out and speak up about how whatever, you know, Patricia allegedly telling Ashawn Robinson that, you know, you, that something about like, you could lose your job, or I could make you lose your job, or whatever. The bottom, the bottom line is, and the overarching theme, is that for the past three years, we've gotten the sense that. The locker room and Patricia never really meshed. And if you're a head coach of any team, let alone a professional sports team, you have to be a leader of men or women, depending on what sport you're coaching. And I never got the inkling that Matt Patricia was that. It was evident in his press conferences. It was evident in the way that former players talked about him and evident in the way that it seems like guys got traded because they were outspoken in the locker room. So the fact that we had to listen to Matt Patricia for press conference after press conference, after loss, after loss, doing the whole like arrogant Bill Belichick routine, like I'm going to keep my mouth shut and we'll just look at the tape and move on. It it was, it was always a bad sign. And and I'll, I'll put my hand up right now and tell you that when, when the move happened to bring Patricia here, I supported it. I liked it because you hear Belichick, you hear Patriots. You're like, all right, let's go. And and it was one of those things that you look back on and go, boy, did that turn out miserably for, for me as far as my reputation as a sports talking head. But the, the former players coming out should tell you a lot. Patricia, just not a leader of men, never gained the respect, and the team just simply didn't want to play for him. On top of that, I don't think he was ever a great game manager. And as a defensive Again, this is the biggest like talking point of, of his career here is the defensive guy, the defensive rocket scientist, the defense never, never under his tutelage played at a high enough level to compete, whether it was him, Pasqualoni, or Unlin calling plays on defense. It just never worked. And and, and we look at Bob Quinn too, and, it, and the thing we've talked about for so long is, are they joined at the hip? And in the more and more the season went on, I got more toward the side of if one goes, they both have to go. And we talked at the beginning of this year, and Trent and I were especially high on the roster. And I, the more I looked at it, and you watch these games go by, and you see your Desmond Truffont's play, and you see your Jamie Collins play, and you just kind of get the feeling like, this roster might not be as good as we thought. And you have to look at Bob Quinn for that. Not that every move that he made for the roster was bad because, you know, Galladay came here under him, Swift. Obviously, you could the, the list goes on as far as players that were brought here that have been that have looked decent and, and, and have looked pretty good. Um, but the one thing that I will say to close out my opening statements about the move. It. This is something that that needed to happen. I don't know if there was a single person left in Detroit that was supporting Matt Patricia. Maybe Bob Quinn. Maybe people wanted to give Quinn a chance because his his track record wasn't all that bad as far as drafting players and and the free agent signings weren't all that great. But
2: horrible. They were horrible. Don't say right, all that. This, great, they okay, cool.
0: they were bad, 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 bad. But um, this is a move that I think everyone knew it was a matter of if not when. But the thing with the Ford family is that gets people irritated as Lions fans is in the back of your mind, you're like, they might not actually move on from these guys. So despite all the criticism that you see about, oh, oh, the move should have been made earlier, this and that or whatever, I have to give Sheila Ford credit for stepping up to the plate and saying, look, I hear the fan base. I see what's going on. This is a move that's going he didn't even get to Monday. Like, like it was unbelievable. So good for Sheila Ford for stepping up. And anyone that wants – people just love to pile on the Ford narrative of that they're, they're inept owners, they're this and that, and maybe some of the flack they get deservedly so. But you have to admit that this – Sheila Ford could have easily rode this thing out to the end of the year. She could have kept them both around whether it came from the locker room, the fan base, whatever, and you saw that legendary picture of her up sitting in the box with her hand in her head. So she knows. She, everyone that criticizes her for being tone deaf because she's a Ford, she clearly has some kind of read on what the fan base wants and what needs to be done. So say what you want about the Ford family. You have to tip your cap to Sheila Ford for her first big move as the, as the primary owner. Is She didn't like let it get out of hand. She got rid of both of them, and she you know, came out and said enough of the right things to say, hey, we want to put a winning team on the field. This, is, this was not going the direction that we felt it was going to be possible to do that, so they're both gone. And you have to just hope, and this is where, again, Sheila Ford, has, she, she's, she's gotten the first half of it done. The second half is making two good hires. It starts with the GM because he'd like the GM to get his own guy as the head coach. So the GM pick has to be a, a home run. I am disgusted with the fact that Rod Wood is still here because I, again, as we talked about last week, the guy that quote, not a football guy shouldn't be the president of your team, but I digress. They made two crucial moves that had to be made. Now Sheila's got to find a GM. We will talk about potential replacements, but Those are my thoughts and feelings about the moves that had to be made, did get made, and now it's a breath of fresh air as a Lions fan because they're finally doing something against all odds because how they usually perform, and they're moving in the right direction. Uh, Go for it. Go
2: for it. You tip your cap to the Fords and, like, like, and I will say this. This has, like, been the first time in a very long time because in my household, when my dad works, he does a lot, so turn on 97, won the ticket. So I'm doing schoolwork, and I got stop the Gator, Anderson. I got I got Valenny on. I got Wojo on. So I'm hearing all these different tapes. So I get what you're saying. Like, Valenny's take was like, oh, like, I, I have no confidence in Sheila. Like, that's fair. I would agree with that. I have zero confidence in the Ford family, and I don't think any Lions fan has confidence in the Ford family. But I also am not uh, all the way the same thing where he's, like, he waited too long or, like, something like that. Like, I, I don't, like, she, she fired a midseason. That's something the Fords usually don't do. You give her credit for that. But, like, I, there's zero confidence in me right now, like, like that this move is going to, like, dramatically change the organization. And, and, and I know, what's it called? We've been calling for Patricia and Twins had, basically, the last, like, month. it's been clear. And and since week one, we were just like, Hey, Patricia's got to go. And and, and it was from day one. You see all these articles from lions, beat writers, beat writers are writing articles that people need to be a head coach needs to be fired. They, these people need to talk to the head coach every single day that like, you never usually see that. You'll see like a columnist, see like, whoa, Joe, do that. You see guys like Justin Rogers, you guys like Kyle Mikey, like literally go like this guy needs to go. Because guess what? They probably have players telling them like, "Hey, no one respects them," off the record, like stuff like that, which is clear. I've never seen ever coach shit aired out like Patricia has been aired out right now during the time. Like you, you, see it down the road, like five to ten years later. Like, oh wow, look what Mangini did when he was like there in Cleveland or stuff like. But like immediately. Yeah, like guys coming up from the woodwork. Travis Fulgham, who had a cup of coffee here, is basically like doing a term at the fraud with coffee. Like, it, it, it wasn't that hard. It was, there was an obvious like culture problem, and it was on Quinn and Patricia. So, I mean, thank God they're gone. But the confidence I have in the Ford family to hire someone competent at the GM position is low. And especially like you said, Rabs, if Rod Wood, person, one of the main advisors in this decision, a person who doesn't even know the game of football, why would I be confident? That's where I kind of stand, and, and, and I have no idea what candidates that the Lions are gonna look after. They're probably gonna look because they're the Lions. They'll try and get the least flashy name of all time. That's some random guy in the Seattle Seahawks-like organization. You're like, oh, and, and then you talk yourself up on him and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe he's nice. He has maybe a nice one or two years, and it all comes crashing down because it's the Lions. So I don't know. I, I. I I don't know what to believe. I have no faith in the Ford family, but I'm not going to get on Sheila like, how do you say her what is it? Sheila Ham Ford?: have no one Whatever. Sheila lo- What? Okay, she whatever I, I mean, got give her. They fired Patricia midseason, which is something I did not think they would do. So I'll give her credit for that. But me having any confidence just because she's the new owner, like that's just not going to happen and, uh, unless something concrete like happens.
1: So to complete the circle here, I guess, I, I obviously, I completely agree with you guys with everything you've said so far. I am a little gassed up, a little more gassed up than you guys, I think, in the sense that I am I, – I'm, I'm not going to say – I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm confident that the Ford family is going to get this done, but I absolutely think that it speaks volumes for Sheila Ford to have to take the reins and in her first year this guy, who clearly had to go, I mean there were discussions after last season if he had to go yeah she she he didn't survive the season like she didn't let him so i I think there is definitely something to be said there. I think she's a little more in tune than her sweet ninety year old mother or ninety five I don't know how old Martha Ford is, and that's not a shot at her, but it's it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air to have someone younger calling the shots, I, even though it's a family affair, whatever we don't know what goes on up there. In, in, those, in those box offices or wherever the hell they make these decisions. But I will say this, I was gassed up by the fact that it happened. Because we all have been calling for their heads all season long. But for her to actually do it, like, did any of us actually think it was going to happen midseason? I mean, we knew they weren't going to survive the offseason. But, look, okay, so – I
2: didn't think after- they would fire Quinn midseason. I'll give them credit for that. That's something I did not think they would have done, which I thought was a, the smart move because th- these – like. I hate to, like, copy Mike Villani or something like that, but, like, he always says these two are tied at the hip after you make that decision with Jim Caldwell, which he did. And, and we can get into the like, Jim Caldwell revisionist history, too. Well, I'll, ridiculous.
1: I got something to say about that as well, because that, that's grinding my gears, too. Everyone acting so like Jim Caldwell was basically Kyle Shanahan. But let me, let me yeah. say this.
2: What are we doing here, guys?
1: Let Matt Patricia, in short, this is what this guy did here in three years. Never stopped the run once. Had horrible body language. All the players hated him. You guys mentioned even guys like Eric Ebron are coming out and saying stuff. Travis Fulgham, that was a great point, Collins. That dude was here for – I mean, he was on the practice squad all year, and he, and he hated this coach. Uh, Matt Patricia had these guys practice outside when you play inside. What the hell are we doing in, in, the, in the winter? Like, I just it, – it, it makes no sense. It makes no damn sense. He wasn't a good football coach. He's never going to get another head coaching job, and he shouldn't. And I pray for the team who hires him as anything uh, after this, because I'm sure he'll find a job somewhere in mid-major college or what. Maybe no way.
2: He'll have an NFL job, next year. He'll be making like 500k somewhere wait, to be like how? an analyst. I
1: how? How? I, I don't really know how he's going to be. He no yes, one's going to hire he him. As he a won't DC.
2: be a head coach ever again. No, he no, and I don't, I don't, he, I don't he'll, think. Give it,
1: He's obviously never going to be an offensive coordinator. And I don't think I I sure as hell don't think he's ever going to get another defensive coordinator job because the Lions defense was abysmal. And we all know that Belichick gets all the credit for the defense over in New England. And now it's, it's solidified. So that's that. I won't harp on that. We all have said our piece about Patricia, Bob Quinn. I want to say this real quick. You guys know, I mean, my track record, I, I, I never really was on Bob Quinn's head about this kind of stuff. Like I think, he, he put together a playoff team with Jim Caldwell, all right? And his biggest mistake was not even bringing in Matt Patricia. It was listening to all of Matt Patricia's bullshit for three years. That's what it was. Hey, I want Danny Shelton. I want Jamie Collins. I want the Ron Harmon. I want all the – you know, and you just, just you go out and start getting all these guys, and that was the undoing of these two together. So let me say this. Bob Quinn has drafted well. We all know that. But the free agency signings have been horrible. And, he, and, and you know what? I got to say this about Bob Quinn real quick. I, I respect the fact that he went down with the ship, because I'll tell you, for, for 11 weeks now, 12 weeks, whatever, I was confused as hell I had no clue why this guy wasn't firing Patricia. I'm like, if you want to keep your job, you got to get him out of here, right? Like you have the power to do that. You are the general manager. You can fire the head coach. And he never did it. And they went down together because they are, as Collins brings up, attached at the hip, and it was their ultimate undoing. So I want to say that. And Collins, I will, I will use that to segue into this because I think Bob Quinn was pretty good with Jim Caldwell, but I want to say this about Jim Caldwell. I don't want him back. Everyone acting like they want Jim Caldwell back. Look, the Lions—they went seven and nine, nine and seven, nine and seven, three straight One years. a
2: spite of, of Caldwell.
1: Three, three straight years of of like hovering around 500. Yes, we all wanted to take the next step. I'm not necessarily saying it was on Jim Caldwell was the reason you weren't really getting over the hump, but he was a bad game manager. And he, he But you know what? The players wanted to play for him, and I understand that. But to everyone saying – and, and, and you know what? Actually, just to go back to that for a second, we realize now how big of a how big of a component that actually is in football, right? If your players don't want to play for you, they're going to play like shit every week, and the team's going to lose. We've seen that now for three years for Matt Patricia, whose best record was six and ten. I don't know—is that good? Is that good? That's not good. That's horrible. So let me say. And also, I don't think he ever beat anyone in the division. Maybe the Packers. Yeah, we beat the Packers one of those years that uh, Deshaun but Kaiser was the quarterback. Top five. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I I just don't get all the Jim Caldwell stuff. Everyone's saying bring him back. If we hired Jim Caldwell That'd back – it would be the
0: biggest loser move ever. It,
1: it would I mean, be, and here's the thing. It, it's, it's not a slight on Jim Caldwell. He brought you to the playoffs twice in three years, had a winning record three times in four years. In the one year he didn't have a winning record, the Lions were 7-9 and nine and won like six games in a row after starting 1-5. I get it, dude. There is definitely something to be said for this guy, and he was not – the worst Lions coach of my lifetime. In fact, he was probably the best Lions coach of my lifetime. So the thing and, but that's not saying a whole lot and I think that's my bottom line here. Jim Caldwell is not the man for the job. He wasn't. He was great. We shake his hand, we thank him for it, but the Lions did need to take the next step in bringing in Patricia. That's what they thought they were doing and obviously it didn't work out to put it to put it short and simple. So I want your guys thoughts on Caldwell.
2: I, I just, I wanted to bring that up because my buddies were touching, and I, I I saw World of Isaac, who's a great Twitter account. Love yeah. that guy. Hope he's doing all his cancer treatments. But I swear, like he was just like, what is going on with all this stuff? And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like what is going on? Like Colo went nine and seven stuff, but literally, like toss them games. He tossed them games with game management, like decisions. And, and like, Dan Orlowski, this is another reason why I don't like Dan Orlowski. He, like, glorifies, like, the Lions teams that went 9-7.
1: Yeah, well, that's because those are the teams that he was on. We lost Collins for a second. We'll bring him back in for a second. But I think I know what you're saying. Dan Orlowski just wants to pump the tires on on Stafford, and I do too. Like, we all should. But then he wants to act like, you know, the the teams that he was a backup quarterback for were fantastic. Sorry, Collins, I was just filling in. Well, you you cut out for a sec, but –
2: I, I, I literally started talking. I said, okay, okay, because I, I just did not hear you guys. So, <laughs> I, I don't know where I got cut off, but um, – talking like, about Orlovsky, Dan Orlowski, Daniel Orlowski it, I just I, – I, he glorifies, like, like, the Jim Caldwell era. That's, like, another reason why I kind of have a bone to pick with him. But, like, whatever. They, you're completely right, TB. They needed to take the next step, and they made a terrible decision at coach. And that's all on Bob Quinn, and that's why he got fired. Playing simple. Well, and yeah, he, he has the worst free agent draft record, maybe in GM history. Because I, I, I mean, how has Big V been this year? You pay a backup like the left that tackle. Guy,
1: that guy stinks. Like yeah, we pay kind of like
2: d email.
1: He is Sting. horrible. I mean, I think he's played in like five games this year and he's on IR. So good for you, dude. And it's, it's not COVID. So I can't even use that as a cop out. But let's get yeah. Ralph back in the mix. What, what like, What's your take on the whole Caldwell situation and this romance that these Lions fans have with Jim Caldwell? And again, it's not an indictment on the guy. He was yep. fine. We, but that's the problem is he was fine. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say my piece on Jim Caldwell. And then I kind of want to get into who we like for potential replacements for both positions. Cause I also have a couple more things I want to talk about with the Lions. Yeah. Look, the, when Jim Caldwell was fired, there were um, a lot of people I'm sure you know there was the camp of like this is the most success the Lions have had in a while why why stray away after they make the playoffs but there was a large number of people like myself that were happy that he was gone because as Ryan was happy. Collins we all were as, as Ryan Collins said, that guy would legitimately cost you games because of poor management of the game, which if you can't manage a game, you have no business being a head coach. We've seen it how many times in the NFL this year, let alone ever of of bad management moments from the head coach that cost the team a game. So Jim Colwell was that guy. The fact that people want to bring him back, that's, that would be, be what i don't i'd have to look in history in the entire history of professional sports of how many coaches get fired from a team and then are brought back to coach whether it be at like after the subsequent era is over or what but that would just be the biggest loser move it would be so lions it would be so lions to go get a guy that they fired to come back to coach so I want to talk about some replacements of, of who we like. I want to do head coach and GM. The thing, the thing with this aspect, too, what's just funny to me is, like, GM, for example, how people on Twitter, like, have opinions about, oh, this guy should be the GM is just comical. Like, there's so many people in so many different departments in each NFL team. It's so hard to pick, but
1: I, well, my, also, my couple lot – A of, lot of job openings, too. I just want to bring that up. I think when the lions hired Bob Quinn, there was four vacancies for GM this year. I think there's already like seven. So I just want sure, to, like, uh, yeah. and it just, it's,
0: it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard to sit here. And it's not a matter of not doing homework. It's just, those are decisions that have to be made by people that are connected in the league and know who's looking to move, who's done a good enough job here or there. And you use your connections to find out who can take the next step. So as far as GM goes, The guy I'd love to have, Ed Dodds is the assistant GM for Indianapolis. And he was, I believe he was with the Seahawks for like a decade, whatever I was reading about him. He was with the Seahawks for a decade en route to them going to the Super Bowl um, in that whole era, like Legion of Boom, all that stuff. Obviously, he wasn't the main brain behind creating the roster, but he's been around a successful organization in the Seahawks. Now he's with the Colts. The Colts have been pretty solid and have been, have been pretty solid in the draft and have put together some pretty damn competitive teams in the last couple of years. So I'm sure he'll be a hot commodity as, as far as people looking at him. I was reading something, too, about, um, for whatever reason, Kevin Colbert was like the GM of the Steelers being a target too, which I don't know why the hell that guy would ever want to leave the Steelers given the fact that they're undefeated right now. So I don't know if it's a matter of like the lions throw him the bag and he comes over, but I I don't want to spend too much time on the GM stuff for me personally. If you guys have names by all means, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know who's up, who's next in line besides like Ed Dodds. Like I said, um, or the or the guy from Pittsburgh who probably won't come here. This I, this whole idea too of like oh Lewis Riddick should take the job. I don't need to see this Matt Millen 2.0 shit. I'm like, in on cute. Lewis
2: Riddick. In on Lewis Riddick. Have you heard Lewis dude, Riddick talk? Ray. Have you heard him talk? Yeah, there's I a do. I know don't. There's a difference between <laughs> like Matt. Matt Millen's actually very good on TV. Like he he if you watch Bit ten like broadcast, he's like genuinely good at TV. There's a difference between like someone. Who, like, he never had any experience. Like, Lewis Riddick, before he got into broadcasting, was a front office guy. He right, was a and player he was development. A scout. Yeah, yeah. Or Philly at a time where they were developing a lot of guys. So, I don't hate the Lewis Riddick aspect. And I also love Lewis Riddick. That's probably why I'm a little <laughs> jaded because I like the suits he wears. I like how, like, he, he's got this spirit, like, he exudes confidence. That's why I kind of like yeah, him. and
0: I, I think he's I think he's very well connected to to players and has a good has a good read on what players want and how they operate. At this, so like, mm-hmm. I, I have like someone has experience, like well, legitimate
2: GM. Experience. He does have experience, but what like you look for San Francisco? They literally just hired him out of the booth, guy with no experience, former player, a little bit more credibility as player, obviously as he was a Hall of Famer. But like, it, it, if you want to look at like it's a copycat league. There is a possibility – I don't think Lewis Rick would come out of the booth to do the Lions anyway. Like, the like being the jam of the Lions, it, not a super job, I don't think, because I think you really only have, like, microcosm of this – like, you just have hate focusing on what you're doing. And, and it's a rabid fan base, but, like, the Fords aren't going to kill you after, like, four years. Like, they'll give you time to build what you want to do. But I, I just it, – it, it's – has anyone ever made it work? Why would anyone want to come here? That's that. That's the problem at GM. I think head coaching, you'll get, you'll find whoever you want. Based not whoever you want, but you know what I mean. Like a head coaching job in the NFL is like anyone will take it. Doesn't matter where it's at.
0: I then mean, as far as the head coaches go, for me, and again, I'd love for you guys to chime in. Eric Bieniemy, obviously, that's like my wet dream scenario of him coming over here. He'll he'll he's gotta be the number one guy on everyone's board to, to coach their team. So I don't know again if it has to be a bag that gets thrown at him, but that that Kansas City offense, man, under his tutelage, and he's obviously they won the Super Bowl last year. It's it's like playing a different sport, dude. And I know that they have players all over the field, but those guys just play a different sport and I don't care what anyone says the best offense beats the best defense in this league at this time. And so between Bienami, you know who I love too is Robert's, was it Salah? How do you pronounce the last Robert name
2: Sala. Robert
0: Salah. Robert Salah. I mean he's 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 from here. And to me, you you heard Richard Sherman had some unbelievable yes. about him in a I recent post game about have how the quote
1: if you want me to say it. Go
0: for it, yes, please.
1: <clears throat> he said he has to get the Detroit job, obviously talking about Salah. He says he's homegrown, he's a great leader of men, and he's not stubborn. He doesn't just think that he has all the answers. He comes up with a great plan and he balls it with his players. Exactly, the whole thing sounds like paradise (laughs) after what all the all the hell we just. I mean, really, like that was the antithesis of everything Matt Patricia just put Lions and Lions fans through. So I just want to bring that up. I personally want an offensive guy. Rams, I'll let you finish, but like I just want—I want an offensive guy. But if you don't go offense, it's got to be that guy right there, Robert Sala, because it's a guy who actually cares about this franchise. Grew up a Lions fan, probably wants to see the team succeed, and that's all—that's all I have to say. I'll leave that there.
0: Yeah, no, I—I I, I totally hear you on the offensive front. Like I, I do, I think if you get a good enough coordinator then you're, obviously your troubles kind of go away. I, I don't need to see Daryl Bevel here he won't beyond be. this year. There's no chance. And, and, right. You have to assume that new GM comes in, he gets his guy, the guy brings in his own staff. Um, the OC from uh, the Rams is another guy that people have been talking about too. So that's the thing you got to get – you got to be careful about. Like You can't just pluck these guys out of teams like, oh, the offense is good, so hope you had a good head coach. I think Robert Sala is a, is a guy that has – had support from his players and the organization is, is being a guy who can be that leader of men that we talked about. So the and hammer are the two guys that I would just love to have. Um, I, I don't, I don't need to see them try to get cute. Like these people that want like urban Meyer or Ryan day, like take it easy for a second for Christ's sake. Like that's, that's just out of control, unnecessary. So those are my two guys. But again, I, I just, you have to obviously go GM first, let the GM get his guy. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I don't really have anything else as far as looking at candidates. If you have guys that you think you'd like to see, and just for me, that's this is where, as Colin said, this is where Sheila Ford can can step up to the plate and hit another home run. She did the first thing that was right, which is get rid of these guys. And, and this, I know there's that narrative of like who's ever succeeded here, but I, but my my flip side to that is like the Lions have never had guys come through here that have been, like, once they move on from the Lions, they've had, like, unbelievably successful careers. Like, maybe, like, Jim Schwartz has been a fine D coordinator in Philly, but if you look at past coaches that have been here in GMs, none of of these guys are Hall of Famers. I just think you've had a a litany of bad, underwhelming hires of guys that have not been able to get the job done. So that's why for, for everyone that wants to rag on the past and go, oh, well, I have no faith in Sheila that she can get something done. Well, that just just don't don't cop out like that. I get what you're saying because the Fords have not shown you a good track record of making good hires. But it's going to take
2: one good hire.
1: It's going to take a why good GM that, hire though? and I
2: don't coach. Get that. They've done this. They've done this. How many times? How many head coaches have they had in the last twenty years? I don't like. I, I don't get why I need to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, why should I?
0: I mean, it, I just think it's a it's a new person in charge making the premier decision. I hope and she I makes know, the right
2: decision. I don't have faith. Right, in- so
0: that's fine. I get that you don't have confidence because it hasn't been good. But I'm just saying, you make you make one good hire as a GM, and you make a great head coaching hire, and things can turn around. And there's so much parity in the league. Like it's it's not like you got to try to get a GM and you're going to be building the team for 15 years. Like it, it's it, you can turn it around if you get the right guys in. So that's 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 all I have to say as far as as far as coaching candidates, GM candidates. If you guys have any suggestions, throw them in there. But I do want to talk about a couple more things before we wrap up Lions, move into the picks, and move on with the rest of the show.
2: I'm very interested to see if the GM or head coach has – I mean, we're going to talk about this. We always talk about it. Is tied in with Stafford. Yep, that
0: was my next thing, yep.
2: If the head coach or GM, like one of the things that's like, I I want to rebuild like immediately. I like Stafford, but like good riddance, we're going to move them. Or, like, uh, you get, like, a guy, like, say you get, um, like, uh what's his name? You get Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, which he's not coming here. I'm not saying he's coming here. But, like, you get a head coach kind of – he's like, I need a new quarterback. I want to run a spread offense. I I, I want the quarterback to run the football. Let's go get Zach Wilson at, 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 like, the eighth or, like, tenth spot or, like, move back in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that is the one question I have for whoever comes in here because that is – The most intriguing part about this because the Lions like stink and I don't think the roster is very good, so I think they're gonna have to rebuild. But like Matthew Stafford is still capable of performing for I think two to three more years at a high level, so that's the interesting part about this.
1: I will say this about Stafford I think you you guys know I love him like more than
2: terrible on Thanksgiving, awful.
1: Yeah, uh, everyone did. It's whatever. Mm. It's look, uh, look. Stafford Collins, you're exactly right, has two to three more years of at least B-plus football. Like, at least. So, I, I, I definitely think that could be a longer tenure, and I definitely think that if you bring in an Eric bien by the way, I'm not predicting this, but I want to say this, if Eric bien ends up in Detroit, I think the draw for him to even come here in the first place could be Stafford. Like, he's got an arm. He plays similar to Mahomes. Obviously, he doesn't have the escapability and does the things with his legs, but I mean, there's not a throw Stafford can't make. And I just think – and, Collins, I, I said this to you on Green and White. I just think the general consensus around the league is that Matthew Stafford doesn't get the credit he deserves, and he's a hell of a lot better than what Detroit's given him. I think most executives, coaches, players around the league, I think they get that. And, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw what Aaron Rodgers said a couple of weeks ago or last week about Stafford. Did you guys yeah, see Matt,
2: that? Pretty, yeah, Matthew, he's show. Yeah, pretty much just saying. credit. He's, he's,
1: yeah, pretty much just saying he's wildly underrated. Now, I, I am of the opinion that Aaron Rodgers has a hidden agenda and it's just saying those things so it makes it sound like it's harder for him to win his division every year. But that's neither here nor there. Whatever. <laughs> I, I just. I, I, I hate Aaron Rodgers, bro. That's all I got to say. I'm, no, I'm, 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 I just want to bring up the fact that whoever the new coach is, if it's an offensive minded guy, there's a very good chance they'll keep Stafford around. It's going to come down to the general level. I,
2: I think it's the opposite, Trent. You think so? Well, if you're an offensive guy, you want to, like, run your system. And I think Matthew Stafford could run a variety of systems because he's not – it's not like – one thing I think Matthew Stafford over the years has not been given credit for, like, everyone knows about the big arm. Very mobile, makes a lot of plays with his feet usually. And and really, usually it sends the play. That is the one thing that he has stumped this year at. He's taking a million bad sats this year, has not thrown the ball away when he needs to. But, like, I think he could play in any offensive scheme. I agree with that. But I think you get an offensive guy here. It's kind of like a GM. I want my guy. And especially if you're going to rebuild. I could say, like, hey, Stafford, we're we're going to play you for, like, eight games this year and then we're going to trade. Like, you can't do that in NFL. So, like, they're going to move on in the offseason, I think, if they get an offensive guy. Which, I I mean, I don't care either way. I don't – like, I really don't because there's no proof. To how this organization is like going to be successful, I'm not saying like you have to completely tear it down. Really, like, well, what? I don't know. I don't know. Was the coaching really that bad? I think that's another storyline we're going to see how hard these guys play for Bevel, and it was if it really was just Patricia with a lot of the things you see on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball.
0: This is the staffer thing, as you said, Colin. You put it perfectly. That's that's just the thing to watch. Um, I know we talked about it last week. And as time has gone on, again, I, I love Matthew Stafford. I hope if he doesn't end his career in Detroit and doesn't win a Super Bowl here, that he wins it somewhere else. Um, I, I, at this point, as you said, it, it's going to come down to you got to go GM first. The GM's got to get his coach. And then between the two, you got to figure out, are you willing to use Stafford? And do you think you can put enough P I have to imagine, though, that's the thing. Is I think Matthew Stafford he, he is so undervalued in the scope of the league. I have to imagine that there are coaches in GM pairings that can look at Stafford and go, it it's going to be if you got him for two or three more years on his contract and with him being like it, still a, a damn good quarterback, you might as well use him and try to get the most out of him because he's that good. So if 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 a GM and coach feel comfortable enough with putting things around him that they feel are, that will, will help him to succeed and they can win with him, then by all means. I don't think, I don't think the rebuild has to include moving Stafford. I, don't, I think it probably should, but I don't think it has to include moving Stafford. So, again, option A, you bring in your new guys. They're like, yeah, sorry, Matt, we'll shake your hand. Where do you want to go? We'll trade you away and try to move on and get a new quarterback in here and build a younger team that maybe plays a completely different style Or they come in and go, match the guy for the next two or three years. We'll reevaluate when the contract's up and let's go. So I hope Stafford sticks around because I love the guy to death, and I think he's a great quarterback. But at this point, as I said last week, if if the new regime feels like they have to move on from him to succeed, then do what you have to do, but it better work because people are going to be pissed if they get rid of him and it does not work.
1: Talk about the revisionist history with Caldwell. It would be – Oh, a yeah. hundred times that with Stafford. If this team is to, like, move on from Stafford and then, like, go 2-14 the next year. I mean, Well,
2: this is what's going to happen. They're going to move on from him, and then you're going to hear all the people who wanted to move him forever, like, oh, well, you had Matthew Stafford, you couldn't win with him, stuff like that. You're going to hear that, which will happen because if he's given a competent offensive coordinator and competent weapons, he will be successful. The thing about him is, I don't think he, like you said, Trent, I do, you said, like, People around the league don't undervalue Stafford. They understand how talented he is. So I, 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 I do think a first rounder is out there for him. Yeah. Like yeah. I do think, like I do think it's a pretty big haul because if you're a team that needs a quarter, let's like say you got a defense, and, and, and like the I'm trying to, I'm not saying not the Chargers. They got Herbert. Uh, like a D, de- say like the I, I don't I think. They don't, I mean, the Bears are like probably the prime example, but the Lions would probably never trade Stafford to the Bears. I would right, roll right, right. Like everyone, well, like
0: Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, if Big Ben hangs them up.
2: Yeah, like or, or New Orleans, like stuff like that. Know what I mean? Like, there's a first yeah. rounder out there if you really want it because I, I, there is people with quarterback questions. I know it's a deep draft this year, but I'm just saying, I think you can get a big haul for him. And if it's a founder and some other pieces and, and you're deciding to rebuild, I think that's the right move. I do, but if he stays around, I'm not going like, to piss him off because whatever they do, I do think they're going to be drafting a quarterback in the next two years, and having Stafford around is not awful for your new quarterback.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about, as we wrap up Lions here, let's talk about the rest of the season. Um, obviously, the, the, playoff, the playoff hopes, if they are not already dead, have dwindled down to a, a, a shrivel of what they used to be um, at four and seven, you play the bears coming up and we'll do the picks in a second, but what are your expectations for the rest of the season? I mean, are you in the camp of you'd like them to lose the rest of the games to get a good spot? Would you like to see them come out with some fight and see how they play for Bevel? I mean, where are where, you? Yeah, Cause for me, I, I do think, I do think against the bears, the bears are so, so bad. And I don't even know if Nagy will be around next year, but I I think that you will see a different life form of the lions come on the field against the bears. But to me, like, since the expectations are gone, I would in no way root for them to lose. But at this point, obviously playing a numbers game, I'm not, you can't really get mad at a team that's been through all this this year. They have an interim head coach and if they lose the rest of their five games, I mean, who can blame them? That's kind of how the season's gone. I'm sure they can bring out, they can get another win or two out of the rest of the schedule. But I think they're going to play up for Bebel. I really do. Um, but again, if if you lose games and you improve your draft position, so be it. I just think what the primary objective of this season was: if you didn't make the playoffs, you had to get your two guys fired, and that's what happened. So I, I you can't wipe the smile off my face. That's where I'm at.
2: I I completely agree with you. I I I had this feeling a couple of weeks ago. I think after they lost, especially at Carolina, I mean I think that was the end of the season for me when they kind of lost the, like the Colts, like they weren't really out of it, but the way they performed in that game, it was kind of like, this team's not really going to compete at a high level. But I do, I completely agree with you, Rabs. I I can see them winning three or four more games. And and, and I could see Stafford having a very good back half of this season because he's just not been good this year. And, and he, he's way better than he what he's playing. So I definitely could see that in the cards. But I mean, I I... I don't. They're not in the position really, like because you look at the like the bottom of the league. I I don't know what draft pick they stand at now, but like from where they're gonna be, like from five to like twelve. I guess I mean it, it does matter, but to me, after like you had the third pick. You've had, like, the eighth pick. It really doesn't matter to me. I honestly – like, I might sound cynical and just lazy. Well, it's especially so, –
1: because like, if you don't have a shot at the first pick, if you don't have a shot at Trevor Lawrence, then you're kind of just like
2: oh. – Well, I mean, I, I don't th- – yeah, they're not going to get to one. I don't think right. they're going to get into that top four. So, if they win one or two games, I don't think that dramatically affects where they're going to be in the draft. So, I don't really care. So, I mean, I, I, it's probably better for them to lose, but I'll just watch the games. And it's like, oh, they won. That was cool. They lost. That was cool. Like, oh, I, I, at the ball, you can do this rest of the season without going insane. Like, if you're like, oh, Yo, this team's to run-the-table 9-7, and seven, get into the playoffs, let's go. Or you're like, oh, Yo, this team's going to lose every – because this team's – like you said, Rabs, they're going to play up for Bevel, especially if all these stories about uh, Patricia are coming out. Like, they're going to play up. I guarantee it. Like, yeah. you, like you can guarantee that.
1: That they are going to play up for Bevel, and that's what I want to see to your guys' exact points. And I want to bring up this as well. And, and by the way, I never really thought I'd end up being the pessimist here, but the Lions are winning one more game max. They're not beating the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Tennessee Titans or the Green Bay Packers or the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to beat the Bears next week, and they're going to finish five and – what would that be? Five and 11? Yep. I think they're going to finish five and 11. Now will I be upset if they win? Of course not. I'm rooting for them like hell every game. That's just what I'm gonna do. Because yeah, what if by the grace of God they come out here and win the rest of these games under Daryl Devil <laughs> and go nine and seven? Then of course I'm all in on that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm never gonna root against this team. And what's also funny to me is that if this move were to happen on the bye week after you're one and three, and we still are looking at the middle soft part of that schedule, I mean I'm. I'm like, okay, this this team, your expectations skyrocket at that point because what has been holding the Lions back? It's been Matt Patricia. And I guess the last thing I want to say here is this. Everyone is now on audition, everybody, because if you bring, I mean, Danny Shelton, you think he, Jared Davis, Jelani Tavai, Will Harris, uh, you know, like Deshaun Hand, Everson Griffin, you think these guys are like, for sure, locked in on the fact that they're going to be a Lion next year? Absolutely not. Like, especially now that you're bringing in a new coach who is, I hope to God, not going to share the same ideal as Matt Patricia, like, let's do the Patriots Midwest thing. So that's that's that. I think everyone is going to play hard because they all realize that this is their chance to prove themselves. Because for whatever reason, Patricia saw something in all of them, and now he's gone. So you're bringing in someone else now, and if you play like you've played all year, you're not going to be on the team next year. And again, I have always said, last thing I have always said all season long and really Patricia's whole regime that I can't judge people on this defense when he's the head coach because the scheme is so bad. The Lions never blitz, you know, just things like that. It's like, I, I can't, I can't judge Desmond Trufant and Jeff Okuda for getting burned every other play because the quarterback has eight times, eight seconds to throw. That's that. That's a lot. That's all my thing. I want to see the Lions play hard for Daryl Bevel. I want to get a clearer view on who's going to be around next year. And that, that, that's it.
0: Yep. Well said. Well said. Let's do the, uh, let's do the picks and we'll do Trent's trifecta and we'll get out of here. Uh, picks, the leaderboard, Ryan Collins, 10 and 12, inching along in the third spot. Trent Valley, 12 and 10. I am 13 and nine. It is a tight race. With a handful of games left to play, we have Lions at Bears, 1 o'clock on Sunday from Soldier Field. I'm sure the weather is going to be cold, snowing, sleeting, hailing, whatever. The Bears are a three-point favorite. The total is 45 points. Ryan Collins, what do you got?
2: Well, I'm like I said last week, I'm getting killed with the Lions over-unders. I'm getting killed by the Lions over-unders. That's like you literally look at my record, and I think I probably have – like, the majority of, like, the game lines, I either push or I will usually win them. I probably am, like, one for, like, how many games have been played? 11. I'm probably, like, two for 9 on over over-under. So, I can't get a read for this team. I thought it was going under because I picked them to go over, like, the last, like, six weeks, and I didn't. So, this week, you know what? It's going under. I mean, literally, the. I mean, if you've watched the Chicago Bears play, they can't move the football. And they usually have a pretty good defense. They had shredded on Sunday Night Football last night by Rodgers. But I mean, the Packers are, by the way, one of the weirdest teams ever. Just one week they look horrible, and the other yeah, they week
0: they're good look or
2: not. I don't know show on turf. Mm-hmm. It's it just like it, it's it's really just like interesting. I don't. It's know.
1: Stupid. That's what it is. It's stupid, I mean, and I so feel cool. bad for them because they're gonna get their asses kicked in the first round.
2: I don't think that's gonna happen, but um. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to take the bear actually you know, I'm going to take the lions and the under lions and the under. I think the, I think you're right. they are going to play up this week.
1: Well, the lions are definitely going to cover. I think we're all going to pick that Rabs, I don't want to speak for you, but I think the lions are going to cover. Cause I think the lions are going to win. I said earlier, I think this is the last win they get, but I do think they get this win because the bears are completely inept and they are going to play up with Patricia gone. The lions are. So, um, I, as far as the over-under goes, I mean, it's like the Bears can't move the ball and their defense is pretty good. So if you add up add up those two things right there, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And I'll pick the Lions to win like 17 to 13 Lions and it goes under. So there you go.
0: I will also take the Lions here. I do think it will be a Lions win. The, I've, I've been pretty bad as of late on the over-unders as well. I mean, the Bears defense is great. I just think that I just have this picture in my mind that for some reason the defense just like, boom, figures it out, and they play hard because Patricia's gone. The Bears, they, you talk about a bad offense, they stink as well, but I think the Lions' D can hold them off enough. I'll take the under, I'll take the Lions, and I feel good about it. Hopefully they play up and uh, show us some life here at the end of the season. Uh, Now to close the show, Trent's trifecta. What do you got for us? As he's
1: eating, Trent is eating. I was trying to. Absolutely classless. Eating an animal cracker. This is why the other Motown Rundown is better than us, because I eat during the show. Yeah, guys,
2: eating animal crackers. Don't say that.
1: (laughs) First question, and this is a tongue in cheek question, but it's actually serious. (laughs) Do you think Matt Patricia could win as a high school coach? Do you think he could win? Yes. Explain, because I don't.
2: Because he, no, he, I mean, he's a defensive coordinator at a pretty, like, at the New England Patriots. Like, I, I trust that he is somewhat knowledgeable. And, and I think some of that, like, intimidation and, like, alpha male stuff actually works at the high school and college level.
1: That's what I was going to say. That's his best case is that, yeah.
2: And, and it's not like you're dealing with guys for five to six years and guys who are 35 years old who are, like, have been in the league and have experienced other coaches Like these kids in the high school level like, oh, this is what high school football is. So I I think he actually – I think would probably be a good high school coach and maybe a good college coach.
0: Trent, that was a ridiculous question. Yes, the guy – the man has coached in the NFL. I would like to think that he can out-game plan like the phys ed teacher from, from XYZ high school and just simply went on that. So I'm going to say yes, I think he'd be a good high school coach. Um, I don't know like college level that's the thing man like I I, there's a certain aspect of being a coach of like kids that age that you have to be able to relate to them and like kind of get where they're coming from I just don't know if Matt Patricia can do that like I think I think he rubbed a lot of the pros the wrong way obviously but I don't know I, I, I have to imagine that Matt Patricia will end up coaching like a position group on defense or maybe get a DC job in the NFL again he will not be a head coach in the NFL ever again I can promise you that but High school, yeah, he can get the job done.
1: Okay, well, my argument against that, and I think he would too, but I what? guess if to play devil's advocate is just that. Why are mean, you trying to ruin the guy's life? No, 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 no. Listen, what was he supposed to be able to do here for three years? Stop the run. What did he never do? Stop the run. What do high school offenses do? They run the ball 90% of the time, unless, you, unless you're unless you cast
2: tech. Or something. Just, I mean, just burying the guy while he's already dead. Like, <laughs> come All right,
1: on. <laughs> second question on Trent here. Have you ever had – Collins, I might have asked this on green and white, but I want Rav's thoughts. Have you ever had cranberry sauce and is it good at all?
2: I don't think you asked me that. And I've had cranberry sauce. It's fine. It's not great. It's not like an elite or top-tier Thanksgiving meal or side, whatever it's considered. It's not like – I've had it before. It it usually doesn't find my way – find its way on my plate.
0: Okay. I don't I I don't like the fact that it comes out of like a can and it slides out like a log. That's like the cranberry like there's like the slices and then my grandma brought like a should be like a cranberry relish this year. I just don't know. What What are you supposed to do with it? You just eat it. You just drink. What What do you do? Just well, cr- is it a sauce. I mean, there's
2: different. There's difference. I know what you're saying. Like the canned, like ocean pr- spray stuff. Or yeah, like yeah, that's, like,
0: that's 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 uh, yeah.
2: I don't hate that to be honest. It's not. I mean, it's not great. It's not like. But there's also like cranberry cranberry sauce where it's kind of like, like kind of like gravy where you just put it on stuff. I'm sure I'd like the like. sauce,
0: but I just – I have no interest in the relish or the log of cranberry that comes – slides out of the can. Like it, a
2: it's not an elite side, I'll tell you that. Not an elite side. Never had
0: it. Never, I never have – probably – I've never had it. Never
1: the, reason I ask, the reason I ask is because I have never had it either, and it's never even really been at my Thanksgiving, to my knowledge. I don't really remember ever there being cranberry sauce. But apparently it's a thing people go crazy for, so – Whatever. It's a waste
0: of a dish. If you're the person bringing the cranberry to the to the Thanksgiving dinner, you're clearly just like don't care about your family, and you're like, oh, I'll I'll grab a can of Ocean Spray cranberry log and just plop it on a plate, and this will be what I bring to the to the dinner. Like right? like,
2: put some effort in. I feel like that's usually like you never really, unless you're like making homemade cranberry sauce. I feel like no one's ever like, yeah, I got the Ocean Spray. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Good answers Ooh. though. Um to round out the trifecta short one today, I guess. Um I I, I bought a car in the last week. Okay. Nice.
2: congratulations.
1: And, and here's the thing. Deer air- proof. We heard we heard the deer story last week. And I Yeah, just- Rabs
2: is chuckling as Trent's life almost like ends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. whatever. Um when you get a new car, you know, some people name their car. Do you guys name your car Ooh. does your car have a name? like do you I, I know you don't like call it that, but like you know someone ask like,
2: I mean, I think it doesn't matter what sex you are, it's always the opposite sex, like yep. the name of your car. I yep. think it like if you're like, you're a woman, you're like he like, he's a butte. like if it, i i I could be wrong, but I feel like that's the case. I think the first car I had was a 1989 Ford expedition. That I had in our like fan, they literally drove me home from the hospital. I used to call that Clifford because it was a big, it was like a big red dog. <laughs> is nice. Clifford a girl or a boy?
1: Yes, the boy. Yes, Is he? one thousand percent. Yes,
2: I think he could go either way, but <laughs> Clifford's I, I,
1: usually a dude name.
2: You know what? I'm gonna say my car was named She Clifford. So th- I, I I like that's what the intention in the pronoun was meant to be used for in that aspect. But, yeah, okay. Clifford. And then I had a 2003 Ford Expedition that was also red. Um, I did not call that anything. I don't know. It just it depends. You got to have some nostalgic or uh, – I don't know. Since you you actually bought the car, Trent, like I didn't no, actually – No, no. I mean, cars. like
1: my parents obviously didn't all Helped you out a little bit. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: But, like, yeah, I mean, you might have sentimental value. What type of car is it? It's the same car
1: that I had, but it's two years newer and a different color. Okay. It's silver.
2: I don't know. It's it's a Honolulu blue car. It's
1: it's like dark silver. It's a great color.
2: I'm going to be honest, Trent. I feel like you're going to have ill will towards this car.
1: I already love it more than the old one. I know that's horrible. Yeah. Wow,
2: you just throw the old one under the bus no, like the that. The
1: old one, the old one was Ooh. great, but you know, the old one was the high school. There's a lot of good memories, a lot of bad memories, though. A lot of, a lot of drama, a lot of driving home from school dances with with
0: people i oh. okay whatever Whoa, we're not okay. doing this that's, we'll, save that. we'll no. save that for it's the motel like after
1: dark it is not like that it is <laughs> not like run down after dark I'm, jesus i'm talking about bad experiences at the okay, band. yeah, <laughs> yeah i gotcha drive them home. You <laughs> <enjoy> <laughs> that's what i'm talking about
2: we're not what about to have think? a psychiatry like session with Trent about like the blue ford escape what is yeah, it focus
1: i guess i made my bed with that one so whatever no pun intended either.
2: Did Rav. your old car not have a CD player in it, Trent? And then you yeah. had to, like, get one?
1: No, it had one.
2: Who am I thinking of? I don't <laughs> know. It had, a
1: vinyl, it had a vinyl record player in it.
2: I don't know. It's, I, I'm thinking about someone else, though. Jeez. All right, That's,
1: all right. Ravs, do you name your car? Does your Jeep Cherokee or whatever you have as a name?
2: I have a I have a Jeep Compass.
0: This is my oh. second stint with a Jeep Compass. There's no reason to name your car, dude. Like, maybe if you got, like, oh, a nice hot rod. Or like a, you do. Dude, I just because you have the
2: most generic like car from eighteen to twenty four doesn't mean that if you have like if you say you had a Ford Bronco, rabs like a yes, that's okay.
0: That's my that's what I'm saying. If you if you have like an older car or if you're one of, for example, if I still had my '98 Chrysler Sebring. Probably would have a name just for sentimental value, but like if you're getting if you if you're running a lease like I do, where every two three years you get a new car, there's no reason to name your car. Like why 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 would I name my 2020 Jeep Compass? Like for what Not reason? Because it's fun. It's my fun. Neighbor, Other things on my mind. Other things on my mind, dude.
2: My neighbor had a 2003 Kia Sorento, and it was white, and he called it the White Lion, and it was maybe the like the worst car I've ever seen in my entire life. They called it the White Lion. <laughs> Because it like would just hit birds on accident, Like, it, oh. so it was just like killing all these other animals. So they called the white lion. Good that's name. Horrendous. I don't think they called it that because of that, but I've witnessed multiple birds hit that windshield. So that, white lion. I guess that's cool. Maybe
1: it's, maybe it's the angle of the windshield or something like that. My maybe. my new car's name is Nikki. All right, that's its name.
0: Whoa, like Minaj. Oh.
1: Nikki. Not not no. It's Nicky, Nikki N i k k i. It's not Nicki Minaj. It's
2: so after Nikki. Sticks of Motley Crue
1: exactly but it's
2: yeah but nicky's
1: nicky's like too you, you got to name it like
0: you got to see it or something Valley.
1: you got to see That's it though amazing. it's it's slick it's it's black interior it it's a nicky i'm telling you it works it with the I car do, I, don't I don't know your, dude car's
2: like your second home you want like a Gladys. Like, yeah, it, dude,
0: Nikki's, Nikki's too spicy. Like, I'm, I'm concerned about what you, like, want to do with this car because
1: it's just Okay, a little,
2: okay, again, Ravs. A little spicy.
1: Ravs is just laying into me
2: today. Like, no, you know, I don't know what's going on. Last little week, Ravs is, like, laughing at it. just, like, chuckling. Yeah, trying you know, to get me to say I some mean, incriminating shit. Year, pretty funny. Now it's a new car, just trying to blow up your spot. Unbelievable.
1: Well, that's it. That's it for the trifecta. Thanks for coming. Appreciate well,
0: all. I you. feel
1: like we, I didn't want to end on a bad note. I feel like no, I we're not. Never
0: a show. bad note. Never a bad note. Great show. Uh-huh. Do you have a wristband uh-huh. it on, by the way, Rob? Yeah. So, how many times are you going to bring it up, Collins? I, I'm sorry. I
2: forget. Up. My roommate has one too, and I'm just like, dude, why do you have that on still? I get that. but.
1: I would like I, to, I would like to highlight the difference between myself, Trent Valley, and Ryan Rabinowitz. Ryan Rabinowitz wears a wristband. Of that represents an athlete who has cheated. And I oh, hey, terrorist God, dude, that dude, that I really represent the greatest basketball them. player of all time who is okay. building schools for children who cannot afford Live Strong
0: school. Live Strong still mm-hmm. exists separate from
2: Lance Armstrong. This I this not, like I this that. this
1: is not Livestrong slander. I'm just saying like yeah, I did not know to be honest, refs,
2: I did not know that. That's all yeah, I was saying. Yeah, like
1: he, he he
2: obviously
0: put a ton of money into the foundation and it was well, like it was his, his name after
2: it. It was his foundation.
0: Named after him. Right, but he then, uh, he eventually stepped down and the organization still exists. They don't have like the same, like the company looks completely different as far as like the branding and whatnot. And obviously like Nike has nothing to do with them these days, but they still exist. I don't, dude, I, that someone, I need to find a, a, I don't want to say a better cause because supporting cancer research is great. But like if I, if I had something else to support, I would wear it instead. But this is my, this is my cause I support. And I'm a big, no, like, idea, I idea, I never take a it bracelet. off. Never take this off. Never it's
1: obviously off. all tongue-in-cheek. I am just messing with you. And, we, by the way, we have definitely had this conversation before. You're exactly right. We, we've talked – Oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: I have a peanut brain.
1: No, no, no. We just, we just average – I would say we average this conversation once every year.
2: 100%. Which Actually, I have lie. I have a very good
1: – Collins is, like, speaking like a machine gun right now because I think it lagged Ooh. and then it, like, all caught up. But whatever. That's that's good. I think are are we done? Sure. Are we good?
0: Do you want to be done?
1: <laughs> that's all I got.
0: Yeah, let's be done. All right. That's it for today's episode <laughs> of the Motown Rundown. Your only home. The for one, Detroit the sports. only. <laughs> what no disrespect to those guys. Cool guys. Maybe. Who knows? For Trent oh, Bailey oh. and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore rundown on Twitter. Or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of o. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. New episodes every single week. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. See you next